Great pass from Diamantidis. The lob is done! There we go, 40 minutes to a title. David Blue to three. On the mark, David Blue! Wow. Now Spinelli's driving inside. Look for the alley! EuroLeague Sweet 16, exactly what you need. As ever, we are up on SoundCloud and we are, of course, uh, on wherever you get good podcasts. So be sure to search for EuroLeague Sweet 16 to subscribe and get the episodes as soon as they drop. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Singing with the EuroLeague. Nah, I'm just kidding. Welcome to EuroLeague Sweet 16. As ever, I'm Moshe from the website formerly known as Team Scout. And as usual, the lovely Mr. Dave Hine with me. And we have, uh, well, our broadcast technicians today will be Aris Barkas and Emmett Ryan. So say hello to them as well. They are saying hello to you. They love you too. Dave, how are you doing? I am enjoying the madness. You also said not that long ago that you were seeing, uh, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> how, was the, how was that week, like, you know, in EuroLeague? Like, I'm, I'm, try- I'm still trying to, uh, to kind of fully understand and comprehend what the hell happened. I was thinking about this this week is how do you, what, what criterion do you use or does one use when you, when you try to decide if this is the best season ever, you know, because, you know, you can, you can go around and say, yeah, this is, you know, one of the wildest seasons. And I think you're probably, I think you're probably not unright there, but like, like what, and I'm not saying this is the best season ever, you know, and I have to qualify it, say it's not the best regular season, whatever, but like what could criteria would you start formulating and using when you start, you know, because, because the things that are going on now, it's just leading to more chaos and, and, and it's going to, and, and, and does that make it good or is it bad? Is it great? Is it horrible? You know, it's like, so there, it's like, we're really going to do this, right? Well, I'm not. I mean, no. I mean, I we mean, obviously we're coming out of the blue with you. Know, I didn't, you know, it's, I, it's unprepared. I but it's like, it was, like, I was, like I was saying, I was, I was kind of thinking about that this week. Is like, you know, what does great mean? You know, what you know when you say, oh, this is a great season, right? You know, and uh, like, as and so, so, what would you go? Where? How would you kind of start with that? Dave, we're really going to do this, aren't we? We're really going into this. Sure. Why not? Okay. So, if you want to, I, I'm just throwing it out. Allow, allow out. me, allow me. Right. I'll give you an answer. But first, first, I'm going to give you a warning. Okay, I'm going to give you a warning. Like your answer. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you a warning, and that is the most inaccurately named segment in all the sports and entertainment today. It is the four minute warning. Four minutes to get through all the action that just happened in Euroleague. It's the four minute warning. Yeah, and we know it was the time for a warning because when we issue the alarms go off, when we issue that specific warning, and the reason is. Dave just asked a wonderful question, to which there isn't a definitive answer, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best, and I'll try to keep it short, which by now, if you know me, there's no way in hell it's going to be short. But, Dave, I'm going to do something that nobody likes, and I'm going to answer your question with a question. First and foremost, I mean, no one can really be objective, right? Uh, but the first question that comes to mind is, when you're analyzing the season in order to determine whether it is or not, you know, the craziest, the whatever, you know, the most amazing, spectacular season of the EuroLeague is according to which parameters are you, you know, are you testing it? Like you're you're trying to compare it with what? And the reason I'm saying it, because if we're talking in terms of 
I mean, in previous years, I, I think that the Russian teams had a lot to do with what we're seeing this year in the early because it allowed a better spread of talent, you know? And as a result, as a result, I'll explain it. Uh, I'll, I'll get into it just, you know, just the tip of it. Like, for example, look at, at Unix Kazan, right? And Zenit. The amount of talent that they had there alone went to how many teams? How many teams? Kanan went to Olympiakos, right? Zoe Brown went to Maccabi. No, arguably one of the best or top shooters, shall we say, in the competition before this year was shooting like over well over 40% from deep, went to Olympiakos. You have Zoe Brown, which is arguably one of the best point guards in the competition the past couple of years, went to Maccabi. There was a window that was created. Alex Poitras, one of the best defensive big men in the EuroLeague, to Maccabi. I said one of the, I didn't say the best. No, John, no, no, I'm just saying John Brown is another. Exactly, another John person. Brown, also one of the best defensive big men in the competition, goes yeah. to Monaco. Shall we continue? Mario yeah. Hazonia, one of the, the biggest wing players, strongest, most athletic, you know, shall I go on? Goes to Real Madrid, not that they needed it. But point being is, the you know the ex the excluding the Russian teams the exclusion of them allowed a better spread of talent where obviously you know some of the top teams they they kind of you know they lured in that talent they they managed to recruit it but obviously you cannot have like a twenty five man roster so it allowed a better spread of talent ergo creating a much more competitive or a more competitive league at that now. That is one parameter of, you know, if you're trying to explain how is it that you're seeing, say, a more competitive or a much more competitive season. You know, you have a lot of crazy results. Well, that, that's 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 a reason why. Yes. We have, that, wait, wait, wait. So that's a reason why we have more chaos. But what what's your criterion on, on how you decide whether or not it's a great season? It, it's I, you know what? I think that the best if you, answer, if you can't answer, so I'm no, not trying I to do, figure out I the think thing too. I can. It's to me the perfect storm. It's like everything from top to bottom, from the little things to the big, you know, to the biggest things. Everything came together to create this chaotic environment, in a way, chaotic environment in a good way, of course. I mean, if I were to tell you at the beginning of the season that we are 21 games in and we still do not know. Which version of Anadolu Efes we're about to see next week? That Milan will be the, you know, the team that's going to be leading the standings from behind. Crazy? Yeah, that is like perhaps one, one of, of the ways that you would have chosen to describe me. Uh, or not crazy. Extremely brave. Shall we go with that? We shall. So. All right. So I'm still, you know, I. I I'm still not really getting. I'm still not really getting an answer. It's like you know. Uh, let me let me give you maybe a half an half an answer, whatever. Like to, de to determine whether a season is great, you know, would would you say one of the factors is that games on the uh, what do we have? It's uh, twenty on the thirty third, thirty fourth day of the season decide and and there's still you know five teams in the play in the in the race for the final spot you know and everything is still up for grabs is that considered a great season you know we've had a lot of upsets you know we've had a lot of amazing performances you know what i mean yeah but, I, but I, that's but, that's what i mean not not i'm not i'm not looking for reasons why you why you okay. call it crazy they, they somehow somehow the status quo remains 
it doesn't matter if you look at it how many rounds now have we had like the two game gap between like you know teams within the top eight and the top and the you know the seat you know the five to eight seeds between teams that are not in the top eight i think that that two game margin could prove to be like a hell of a lot of ground to cover if you're talking in general like look Yeah, by now, 21 games into the season, in previous years, I think, again, I really think we need to check it. There's a good chance that that like 14 wins uh, was, I mean, not officially welcoming teams into the playoffs, but it was enough. Like by this time, because there was that big of a separation that it was pretty much, you know, a done deal. You had your Cheskas, your Madrids, your Barca's, your... You know, occasional Olympiaco, well, not Olympiacos in, in, in the past couple of years. Yes, you know, in, you know what I'm going with. Yeah, also the the occasional Olympiacos, because just in the last couple of years, they they were the way they are. You had Anadolu Efes, you had all these teams dominating the competition. And then you had like maybe two teams fighting for the seven and eighth, eighth seed. So from that perspective, yes, this is by far the most competitive season we've had. Because on paper, and again, it's on paper, every team, like even Anadolu Efes can still, you know, make up grounds and actually finish as the top seed if there's going to be a total meltdown. And every team experienced like somewhat of a total meltdown. And yes, Olympiacos are currently uh, the number one seed, not experiencing a total meltdown, which means, yo, Coach Bertokas, you do not want to finish as the number one seed if you want to be holding If you want to say I won the here, cup, here comes here comes the theory again. The jinx, yes, yes. <laughs> But I, I cannot argue with facts so far. I'm not trying to make a to, to establish a rule from it, but it is true. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sure. Let's let's continue. Okay. So, which song are we going with today? Ah. Oh, okay. uh, you have something already in mind. I can tell. No, actually, no, I don't. Uh, what who, who are you and what did you do to Mosh, man? I, I mean, I, I could have went with with you too, um, with a lot of team, you know, uh, singing. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You you know what's what's weird? That's the exact song that I that I had in mind when I was trying to figure out how I could apply it. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So, so I, I can't figure out how I was going to apply it to to the year like this. Year. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess we haven't seen, we haven't figured out uh, any sort of, uh, you know, any sort of uh, reasoning to the, uh, to the entire, um, to the entire league. <laughs> One team at a time, please. I'm still trying to figure out the hell happened with another little effects. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I mean, we, by the way, we both went four and five this week. Really? Look, it, it is better than three and six. Yeah, it is. And we both picked Fenerbahce. Uh, well, wait. Uh, oh no, you're talking about Anandul Efes. Sorry, you're talking. Uh, you picked Basconia. You went with home, I think. That's probably the reason why, you're right? No, well, yeah. not not just that. It was like 50-50. on the off chance. It's like either they're catching fire or they don't. So it's like it's a coin. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I, I don't. That's okay. That's an okay loss. You know, I mean, losing. If you had lost that game at home, it would have been something else. But okay, know. I mean, so, yes. Yeah. At one point, at one point, will will you say? You know, because this is an okay loss. The other one was hmm, okay also. But because they have so much ground to cover, when will you get to that point where you're like, okay, that loss might not, you know, it may not have been as an okay loss as I thought it was. That the that the loss is not as bad as a loss. Um, let's say I'll tell you I'll tell you what, for example, is if uh 
let's say Basconia, you know, goes and wins the next, you know, six games in a row and are not one of your competitors for one of the playoff spots, you know, well, then, then, then that doesn't look as bad, but let's say Valencia, you know, that Valencia loss, you know, at Valencia, you know, that's, that's a pretty bad loss because you're, you're, you're still behind them, you know, and uh, I don't know, are they behind them on the tiebreaker? Do they still have the other game? No, they still have the other, no. Uh, I think no, they lost, actually they lost twice to Valencia. They lost twice to Valencia. So, that, so that's twice on Valencia, twice on twice on Basconia, right? So I mean that that's that's when you're you know that, you know if you're if the loss is at Barcelona, eh, okay, it's, you know. But when you're losing to your direct competitors for the playoffs, those are your bad losses. Yeah, like but if not... they lose to parties like who's who's next? So they go. Chagiris, like they kind of need to beat Chagiris at home, you know, and and you know they definitely need to be. Oh, we'll, we'll we will get to Chagiris at home, by the way, um, because yeah, there is there is something we really got to say. There is a legit concern. Right? What I said, we have a double rounder next week already. Of course, I know it. It and by the way, bless double round weekends because I just I just love them so much. It's like four days of basketball. Uh, somewhere in between, you try to go out, get a drink, you know, maybe sit for a nice dinner with your uh, significant other. Maybe. Nope. nope. I, I, I follow Euro Cup too, so I don't get no dinners. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to portray it as a very uh, um, attractive kind of thing. Um, yeah. that, that our love for basketball can be exceeded by something. And then you go and you bit slap my argument. Even though I totally agree with you, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bitch. Can we say that? <laughs> yeah, why not? Like, I listen. If there's one thing that I've learned from like day one, is to mark each and every episode uh, as explicit. <laughs> so that way, there's like no mistakes. You can say whatever they want, whatever you want, whatever the hell you want, and you know, we we good. It's like, you know, it's rated uh, PG. My virgin ears should not hear such vulgarity. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you brought up. Oh, yeah. Listen, I do not. Guys, you do not want me to say uh, what I wanted to say as to what Dave is doing right now. Um, I'm scratching my back. I, I have no problem. I have a retractable back scratcher that my wife gave me. Literally Christmas scratching New Year's, back. yeah, New Chris uh, Christmas or birthday like two or three years ago, and I actually I was on my I was on a trip. Where was I on a trip? I guess maybe it was Munich or whatever. And um, yeah, for the NGT, and I and I kept on thinking, man, I need to bring that. I need to bring that with me. So the reason I'm I brought it up, it's not because like he was literally scratching his back. It's not like he was, you know metaphorically saying something you scratch my back i scratch yours <laughs> i also do show those two i also do show this on my on our zoom calls with my with my little nephew and he gets a big kick <laughs> i mean yeah sure you know who also got a kick thank you yes who joggers joggers got kicked Man. and here's you know, go ahead you, you keep going you keep going okay okay the, the thing is for me this loss plain and simple is the injury plague finally taking its toll? That is it. I mean, why? Why do you say that? 
because you got to keep wondering. Like, Keenan Evans was the man for Jalgiris. They they end up losing him, right? And then they end up losing not just him, then the replacement. Like, is there a doctor for the doctor? And th then the other doctor goes down. Luckily, just for a, a, a few weeks, and uh, they lose Kavanaugh. Probably, again, not probably. They said long-term. But we all know back injuries. We all know back surgeries. So it's like, you know, you're not expecting him to be back within a month. So, yeah, they brought in Akila Polonara. But it takes time for him to become a part of the unit. And they're not playing at home, so you don't have that support. So you kind of expected, like, if they were to get the win at, at the Oaka, I would have gone and said, you know what, that was a great win. But I wasn't surprised by the fact that he lost. Maybe, you know, you can say by the point differential. Maybe, yes. And and Penafinakos, you know, I don't, they... I don't, I don't, I don't not buy your argument, but I don't think I can buy the argument for this game because they scored twenty three points in the second half after scoring forty two. They were up by fifteen. So I mean, I, I, so I mean, your argument would have to be depth. Yeah, but I'm talking quality depth in terms of like scoring. When Keenan Evans had the role of like he he could have put points, you know, easily in various ways, three point shooting. Near the rim. Listen, I know you're going to say it's just one player. Cool. I'm going with it. I'm with you on it. But when you thoroughly look at the Jadri's roster, is there one name in particular that All comes right, to mind? I'm going to, I do want to counter this argument because okay, okay. last week, two weeks ago, yeah, they, they took down Svezda at home and it was a 21 10 fourth quarter. So where was this game? Yeah, in Chagiris, yeah. But Thank you. they were still leading by 15 points in the first Thank half. You. Yeah, but so, it's like it's like the Maccabi Arena, the Jalgiris Arena, the Zvezda Arena, the Partizan Arena. It's hell to play there. I didn't watch the game, so I really can't say I really can't say Jalgiris, they came how from they the fell, how they fell apart. But. Dave, they came from a brink of a loss. Like, you know, the when the crowd smelled the blood and you know the scent of a comeback, and then he had Ulanovas. Hitting triples, you know? No, no, no. I'm saying I didn't see the Panathinaikos game. Oh, I mean, that was a complete meltdown. Yeah, but I, I can't tell you how it was a meltdown, though. I mean, like what, you know? So, yeah, that, that surprised me. Because I, I, I... Like I said, I, maybe the point differential, yes. The loss for itself is a loss. Come on. No, no, no. If they had lost, I mean, I mean, I picked them to win. But, that, that you know, that, that was kind of back and forth, you know? You know, those are both great crowds, and you know that the support's gonna, you know, carry you one way or the other. But I just thought Shagiris was a was a was a more solid team. I, I, and I, I and and it, it's a team that really hasn't fallen apart, you know, and like that at all. I mean, what, what's their um okay? Uh, listen, they have uh this double rounder, cool. Um even the next three games, pardon my French and Emmett would have, you know. Wouldn't have liked me to use that, but it's like complete bloodbath. I mean, they're basically playing f like you know tight games. You have a plus minus of fourteen through. 20 I know, games. but they are on fumes at this particular. At least that's what I'm getting. You know what I mean? And now, All right, so so now, so now you're gonna pick that second game of uh, of Shagiris, and they're gonna get their butts demolished. Then, right? Uh, I think the first game, yes. Second game, we should expect a much closer game, but we'll get to that. All right. Uh, you know who finished this round with, and they should feel huge disappointment. You're gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. Maccabi. Most disappointed. Ah, no. Yes. No. I watched this game twice. Twice. 
So you think you think Maccabi feels more disappointed? No, I'm I'm saying they than Fenerbahce losing by 14 at Asbel. Wait, I'm saying that Maccabi should be feeling disappointed. You should be sure, yeah. Because yeah, but you know why? They started the game with uh, they had a lead of 18 to eight. They had a 10 point lead, then 21 to 10. Now no one expects Olympiacos to not react, right? But at no phase, no part in this game, did she got a vibe that this was the Olympiacos squad that kind of squashed Madrid. Now I know you're gonna say Madrid didn't get their ass whooped. But when you look at the amount of talent, despite their vulnerability, which we talked about, right? It felt like Olympiacos had Madrid's number. They had Madrid's number. Um, and if it weren't for a few decisions made in that game by Maccabi, for example, uh, with Roman Sorkin, right? Kids scored like 19 points, dominated the boards in the third quarter alone to bring Maccabi. He, was, he was Superman. Yeah. To bring Maccabi to within like a four-point difference. That was it. That was it. And it's not, it's not like Maccabi sucked throughout. Look, if Olympiacos would have played their regular game, same intensity as always, there is no doubt about it. Clear-cut win. But with Olympiacos losing Slukas in the first half, right? And with Coach Bartzokas having to give rest to walk up, you know what I mean? Maccabi had a shot, yet again, did not take it. And when they are down by four to take Roman Sorkin off the pitch, put him on a bench, oh instead of squeezing that lemon dry in that particular game, because listen, a win at Olympiacos is a huge win for them. This is like a, this is like a playoff win. Remember all the games we talked about? The Panathinaikos game they dropped, the, the Zvezda game that they had a chance to win and they didn't, the Virtus game where they had a lead and then like with the two minutes of a box and one defense, they collapsed. This kind of win is a win that makes up for some of these losses. And now, because they are the worst away team in the competition with a record of two and nine, now they're playing a Spanish double rounder, Barcelona and Valencia. And you know what? Now, said losses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to bring Sorkin off, but I mean, at some point you kind of have to because he was playing as he was. He was. He was absolutely two more minutes, Dave. Amazing, but, Dave, huh? two more minutes. That what that's what I'm saying. Like when you get to the point where you're like, it's just four points. You know that you know you're within the distance of of those like. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't. I, I, I ask Sorkin. You know, was he, he? He might say. You know what, man? I was so dead. I was on fumes already, and I would have loved to have kept going. But you know, Coach saw, and and I, and I was totally fine. And I'm just saying. You know, but you, you you know you do have a legitimate point with the double double rounder with Spain. It's not going to be you know, and and especially their their wonderful um their wonderful uh play um away. Yeah, sure thing. But that's exactly my point. And it's like. They were in a very specific position, right? And again, unlike a lot of their away games where, the, you know, where you had like a first quarter that was, you know, was a knockout in the first, you never, like, even when Olympiacos got to, like, I think it was 15, 17 point lead, when Maccabi got back, even in that seven, in, at that point in time, it's like you were, okay, this could go very bad, but still, 
you didn't see or feel that kind of you didn't get a vibe of that killer instinct where Olympiacos came to you know to mess you up by 30 35 points they could have easily done that you know but they didn't that night and you know what and I think that the fact that Maccabi got back to within four actually proves my point so you know what you said that like he was say that he was on fumes right Sorkin was on fumes say that it is the case take a time out give him that one minute but you know get back with him he was the reason yeah, yeah. That that's that's your that's the age old story, you know. It's like you know how when do you take the you know the no, high end he, out? You could have taken a timeout, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's 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 your uh, there's your preview story. It's like you know, go ask coach. Say, hey man, you know when did you call a timeout? Like when you're on you're on your own with him, you know. Say, you know, were you thinking, you know, maybe calling a timeout? You know, not questioning your coaching at all. You know? No, of course not. No, listen, uh, I, I'm not. I'm just asking. A, I, know, a I know, I know, but 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 ask him because that'd be interesting to hear. You know, just in general. You know, what I mean, and you know, how how did he? What was his mind frame? Because you know, obviously, you don't want to take him out because he he was literally like, if you don't like, if you really don't know what we're talking about, go and watch the third quarter of that Olympiacos Maccabi game and just watch. Sorkin go to freaking work, man. No, Sorkin went super Saiyan kind of thing. Okay, for the younger guys or older guys, dude just went ballistic. Like, he went maverick. He he went Superman. He went... He had six offensive rebounds in the quarter alone. Yo, he dominated both ends. Yeah. It's like he was Thor. <laughs> he was Thor in that, in that specific... He was Iron Man. Like, he was the entire Avengers squad. Okay? Fair enough? Sure. If there is like, a, I mean, name your superhero. You know? If there is a Mrs. Marvel, he's for sure like Mr. Marvel. Like he listen, he brought him back on his own. And I'm not even going to start talking about Darren Hilliard and the fact that he needs to be playing more. And more. But again, it's not like you know, uh, we're not we're we're definitely not uh uh, uh you know challenging someone's coaching. Um, in general, he was like you know, hear me out. Uh, we had this conversation, uh, a few friends, and we were like, at the beginning of the season, if you were to tell me that, like, you know, you looked at the Maccabi roster and you were like, okay, they are borderline eighth seed, right? They can be there, correct? Yep, yep. So, yep, yep, yep. but now, so what What changed that, you know, we're, all of a sudden everyone's speaking, wait, Maccabi should be extremely disappointed. What happened was the status quo changed. And what do I mean by saying the status quo changed? It's like we're 21 games into the season and they are at number eight. But with all games that that were played and with how that they have played, sad games, say that they don't drop the Panathinaikos game, the uh, Zvezda game, and Virtus, right? I'm not even talking about the Barcelona game where they were in the lead in the third quarter, okay? Say they had two or three more wins. Now, that's 13 or 14 wins. And this season, what, what is like, you know, that amount of wins, where does it get you? Where does it put you? That may give you, what, second place, right? Second or first. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That is why Katash is doing a good job, but you know the team should be higher in the standings. Like they shouldn't have fallen so many times in, in set possessions, in set uh, uh situations, and um, you might claim that Basconia were also on the verge of doing the exact same thing. I mean, four game losing streak, you kind of felt them going down, and then they go and they beat Anadolu in overtime. Yeah, madness. Crazy, fun, you know. But, but that's but that's Pat too, you know. It's like that's one of the things that you have to like about this Pascogonia team is that they could just go crazy and score loads of points and stuff and and uh and and then bring in Heidegger. That's gonna be an interesting that could be even I mean, you think about the shooters that they have already, and then you bring in him too. 
you know, I saw what he did here in, in Oldenburg a couple of years ago. And I mean, he could seriously light it up as well. And so you put him and and, and you put in Howard, um, you know, uh, Gitaritis, you know, and everybody else, man, that that's that's a serious um that's a serious ad, you know. And and you know, that's and as much as they rely on those three pointers, uh, I can't really say too much about him defensively because I can't, I don't really know, but um, yeah, I know that he can definitely shoot the ball and score the ball. And so you give them another score, I think, I think you know, 100 points is going to be the regular with that team, you know. But did they, is that exactly what they needed? I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is, but you know, I mean, maybe you needed a, maybe you needed a defender, but you're going to tell me. So they've honestly, um, Max is an offensive uh, weapon of mass destruction sometimes. Um, like that's at least how we saw him in the past. Now in the early league, obviously it's a new challenge. Do I think that is exactly what he needed? No, because he's coming on the spot of one Pierre Henry. Is he like a, you know, a point guard by definition first? Not necessarily, which is why I'm claiming what I am claiming. Um, by the way, the Serbian Derby promised, delivered. And speaking of coaches, by the way, how do you allow Nemanja Nedovic sink in the three-pointer that essentially, I think, gives the edge to Zvezda in a situation where it's going to be like a tiebreaker between the two? Yeah, I mean, maybe it was just happy that they won. and Maybe the the, the, the guys just... You know, we're happy they won City Derby and everything else. No, like Zoc said something about it, though. Like Zoc was definitely not pleased with it. I mean, of course, he's not happy. But, you know, I mean, but I mean, he's not happy about it really very much at all. So, But, yeah, I, hopefully it doesn't hurt them. I mean, hope, I mean, can you imagine if they don't make the playoffs because of that, for example? I don't want to even start thinking. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Ah, I don't like you said, I don't even want to. Okay, I, I have then a decent question for you in that case. Do you imagine what would happen if, you know, Abel Berlin will end up being just like, you know, 12 games away from them? Oh, man, don't do that to me. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. That's, that's just not nice. Okay, fair enough. That's just, not, that's just not nice. Fair enough. We are short on time, so we will pick just one more game to talk about, and then we'll move on for our uh, to our, you know, predictions. Uh, this time, double oh. games, double the fun, double the trouble, and half the right predictions i i, I would look <laughs> not even that <laughs> it, it was a good intro though you gotta admit it was it was wasn't quite right as unfortunately for either of us but yeah what, what? so what's what's the other game you want to you want to talk about like honestly we we can talk about like both italian teams one signed shabazz napier or as lou said uh love to call him to call him has he called him Last year, Shabai no play here, and the reason <laughs> he did, <laughs> yeah, and it, it wasn't because he was trying to take the piss on on a guy that was bad at playing. It just was for the sole reason that you know, from the moment he was signed, he never really participated in an official game. He didn't because of that ankle injury. Yeah. Um, so on the one hand, Milan clearly oh, is he. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'll wait for you. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, on, on the one hand, Milan scoring 88 points, Mr. Milan ain't playing no offense uh, against Monaco. On the other hand, <laughs> yeah. Byron whoop Virtus' ass. And I ask you, 
like what what just like how what where and which what both well, I mean, I'm not surprised that I'm not, I'm really not surprised that did I who did I, I may even have, I picked Bayern to win that game just so you know. Um, so uh, so that doesn't surprise me that they beat Virtus really. I mean, they can play good basketball, and I, I really think, and this is not me being a German homer at all. Um, they have good parts, and you know, I said even like probably a month and a half ago that you know eventually Winston and and and, and Gillespie are going to get used to playing Euroleague and stuff like that. They're rookies in the Euroleague. They're professional rookies, um, uh, but but Milan. I mean, the fact they have to be kicking themselves that they scored eighty eight points and still lost by thirteen. <laughs> I mean, come you on, <laughs> because scoring eighty eight points for them is like scoring, you know, like a, like that. That's Basconia scoring two hundred points. <laughs> that is a good point, but let's put it on a table as is. They are they are legit slim in the backcourt, and backcourt is exactly where. Monaco are not lacking in terms of creation and scoring, maybe in terms of point or backup point. So it kind of made sense in a way uh, to me. But let's talk coaches for a sec, okay? You have a coach who made it back-to-back titles and can put up an argument that for sure he would have had like uh, four Final Fours in four years, consecutive ones. Um, say that Anadolu doesn't make it to the uh playoffs which is still it, it sounds like a, a very 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 uh unimaginable scenario what does it make Ergin Ataman like because we all think he's a great coach you know what I don't I don't think that's let's not let's not talk about that yet no I, I, I don't think but, we, I don't I don't think we need to talk about that yet I, because let, it's let's that, that, for, that's my point let, no, no 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 but just also because we're short on time and okay. I don't think that's really if 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 they're still in a situation in like three four you know like you know double round or plus two weeks then 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 we'll go there all right okay so let, but, but will you agree with me just on this one thing that we cannot allow like the same as i said like you know one game to affect what we think of katash or as a season after especially after back to back to say oh wait ataman all of a sudden is no good that's bull that that is bullshit yeah i agree 100 okay um, so Having said that, having agreed upon set terms, meaning we're going to wait for the double rounder and perhaps another round after or two, Dave, double rounder, I'm not even going to ask you, uh, what do we expect from teams that, you know, at this point of the season, if they have yet to learn till now, if they can still learn, we'll, we'll just go to the game center and discuss it and play it one round at a time, 22 rounds, by the way, we are entering the third and final, well, third of the regular season. In the meantime, with me stalling, here are the games. And we do have ourselves quite a treat. Are you ready? Because our Tuesday begins with Fenner versus Olympiacos, Milan versus Basconia, Valencia versus Bayern Munich, Partizan, Villarban, Barcelona, Maccabi, Virtus versus, oh my God, Zvezda. There isn't like a single game. Okay, maybe, you know, maybe Valencia, Bayern and, and Partizan, Villarban, that is like, you know, they are all attractive. And then like as if, you know, the six games on the Tuesday card were not enough. Then the Wednesday card, February 1st, 
we begin, we tip it off with Anadolu FS Jalgiris Kaunas. Now, how about that? <laughs> Alba Berlin, Monaco, Real Madrid, Panathinaikos. You know the drill. Your nine games, two games to watch, and your nine picks, please. I think we have to go with, um, I, I mean, Olympiacos, uh, you know, Ed Fenerbahce. Mm. You know, one and three, in my eyes, that's probably, you know, it might not be the most playoff, um, most playoff indica- indicatory. Um, I think that might be actually on that day might be the uh, Valencia Bayern game. Really? Yeah. Why not I mean, go for the Virtus Vesta game? Direct implication. Like if Zvezda dropped this one off, especially with what we talked about Maccabi in terms of situation and the standings and rankings, you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're there there. That's 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 up there too. Um, so but you know, I I think you know because of big name and everything else and, and top three. Um, uh, I I think for my for me it's Fenerbahce, and then the second second game. Um, I I you know FS Shagiris. Um, I think that um, you know what is FS? We you know we have to figure they have to figure themselves out. And Shagiris is not going to want to have to do this again. You know. Is not going to want to fall apart again, you know. Show with that second half if it was a fluke. Um, so that's my second game. My picks to my picks to win. Uh, you know, I I think uh, God, I hate going against Olympiacos, but I think I'm going to go with Fenerbahce. I'll go with uh, Milan uh, Basconia, right? Milan Basconia. Mm-hmm. Right? No, yeah, the, the game the game is in Milan. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I I can't read Basconia by by me on my writing, so uh, I'm gonna go Basconia. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with. Do we know if Dublovich is playing? Not yet. I've yet to check it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I have to check it. This is a Sunday, by the way, fellas. I'll go Bayern. Why not? Partizan, ba- Barcelona, Virtus, uh, FS, Monaco, Real. Okay, your turn. Okay, uh, my two games to watch. Virtus Vesda, just because of what I've said, uh, while keeping an eye on, you know, the Maccabi Barcelona game, obviously, because I will be watching that one, and Anadolu Jagaris for the same reasons, even though, just so you know, in recent years, Madrid, Panathinaikos, kind of, you know, they delivered big. I'm legit tempted to go Olympiacos here. But? Yeah, but here's the thing. Where are you honestly, going? I honestly don't know what's the situation on Slukas. And Fenner, just so you know, just so you know, Ever since, like, before Tonya Jakiri's injury, they were, like, uh, nine and six. And I think they are three and three ever since. What's their record in the, in the, in the standings? 13 and eight. 13 and eight. Sorry. So, they were, like, 10 and uh, ten and five. 10 and five. Without Jakiri. Sorry. With Jakiri, 10 and five. And um, without three and three. So it's like, you know, I'm kind of tempted here because that and Lucas, on the other hand, it's tough. It's tough. But you know what? I'll go Olympiacos. I'll go Milan, Valencia. Yeah, I know it's crazy enough, but Milan, Valencia, uh, Partizan, Barcelona, even though Maccabi might have a shot. Virtus. Oh, I'm going definitely home heavy here. Anadolu. Yeah, very home heavy. <laughs> yeah. Anadolu, Monaco, and Madrid. Wait, you went with Byron? I went with Byron, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll go Byron too, just because I don't know, like Dubliavich and Byron could be under eyes. No, you know what? Actually, I'm going Valencia. I'm I'm keeping it as is. Final answer. Final. I said final answer. Valencia. 
Okay, good. Emmett's gonna love me, you know, when he comes when he uh when we finish this uh when we finish this recording. So round 23. Fight! No, I'm just kidding. You ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so after a six-three split, we're having a three-six split. Um uh, Thursday, of course, Valencia Maccabi, Milan, Zvezda. Uh Valencia Maccabi. Hmm. Um just because it's right there, playoffs. Okay, you know, two teams right on the brink. Okay. Um, and so much goodness to pick from. Yeah, I know. Uh, In it. On, on Friday. Man, oh man. It has to be one of the you know, like either uh, Zagiris Partizan, Olympiakos Anadolu, or Villarban Virtus. Villarban Virtus. No, I mean seriously, because if you're just no, I don't no, I'm not gonna I'm I don't want to have to watch as well. <laughs> I, I, I'm, and also to be honest, man. Something, you know, I, I know last year I was like totally on the on the Monaco, you know, bandwagon until Obradovich came in and 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 there's something about that team that I just I don't really I don't really like watching them that much this year for some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So I'm definitely not picking that game. Um, I I guess I, I guess it kind of depends on what happens in in the Tuesday Wednesday games. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, just to be safe, I'll go Olympiacos and, and FS. It's never a bad game to watch. Uh, game of course to not. Watch pick. Of course not. Um, and uh, for the picks, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Maccabi. Mm-hmm. Road Maccabi, very, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, could be a very dumb bet. Um, Svezda, Barcelona, Fenerbahce, Shagiris. Uh, Real Madrid, Olympiacos, uh, Basconia, and Virtus. So I have four road wins. Hmm. Intriguing. So my games to watch, obviously, Valencia, Maccabi. Um, and, like, I want to pick Jalgiris Partizan, but it's like, you know, Olympiacos and Adolu is too good of a thing to not watch. But because, yeah, you know what? That's what I'm going with. Just, you know, same as you. I'll go Maccabi. Um, uh, as for honestly, Milan's Vesda, I really don't know. Like, uh, do you see Milan dropping both games on a on a double rounder? Like, isn't there a chance they're going to win one? There's a chance, but yeah, I know. Maccabi's Vesda, Barca, uh, Fenner. I'm going Partizan this time. I'm going Partizan. I'm going Madrid, Olympiacos, Basconia, and Villarban. Why? Because Villarban have. Sh- They've they've already shown us they are very more than capable of winning games against top teams, and it's like if you're looking right now at the situation where Virtus are at, can you say that they are they are still they're they're not giving you the vibes of a sure thing, if that makes any sense? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, 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 yeah. So we only have two difference different picks on that one. I thought I thought for I thought for a minute there we're gonna have everything the same and then. Usually, when we you came through, here's the thing. Usually, we we tried that before. Really, we we have, and uh, when we did that, I'm gonna say something that I have yet to say. Thing since the game of Thrones began, something of that sort. We used that phrase of "winter is coming," and there was bloody apocalypse in that week in terms of predictions. So, if we were to go. Same predictions whatsoever. We were in sync completely, right? I can promise you within um, almost 99% certainty that 
we would need to use new identities because of some teams. That's all I'm saying. All I'm willing to say. We are not, listen, the power of the jinx, we, we, we acknowledge it. We acknowledge it, especially with Zvezda and Zalgiris fans. As Emmett, have no, no, Emmett noticed it, I think, way back. Um, but we acknowledge the jinx that it actually exists. But we are not willing, we, we're not, we're not going to take responsibility for it. We're just saying it's there, not because of us, not because of us. Okay. Um, so that, that's pretty much it. Now, Dave, I know that you're extremely on the clock right here. Like we really got to call it as it is. So, uh, I'm not asking you to tap. I'm just asking you for where can people find you? Uh, easiest place is on Twitter, and that is uh, at High News, H E I N N E W S, H H I I N N N N E W W High News. That's where you find me. You know, I write a different whole bunch of different places, but pretty much everything I I publish I do tweet out. So that's the easiest way to catch me. Sure thing. And as ever, you can follow uh, Aris Barkas at the various social media platforms of your hoops and personally at R Barkas. And yeah, he, like I said, like I, like we tweeted actually from the show, the contract extensions talks are ongoing. The direction is more than positive and a very good chance that him, that, that Aris will be joining us uh, anytime soon. Uh, as for Emmett, Still a few technicalities, like a few uh, uh, small details. There's a good chance we're going to have Lou also in Lou's, ta in Lou's Tavern. If you uh, know the place, you did not talk about the first rule concerning that place. So um, follow Ari's, follow uh, your hoops, follow Ball in Europe at the various social media platforms of at Ball in Europe. Uh, and Lou is at Half Glenn, I think. As for myself, and Moses B1 on Twitter. And there is the at EL Split 16 show, also the show's account on Twitter. Follow, subscribe, show the love. We love you back. Till next time. Great pass from Diamantidis. The lob is done. Here we go. 40 minutes to a title. David Blues to three. On the mark, David Blues. Now Spinelli's drives inside. Look for the alley. Your league sweet 16, exactly what you need.